The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Plenty of people getting in touch about uh, my interview with uh, Minister of State Oisín Smith about the rollout of body cams. Here's a little bit of it. You will have a body cam attached onto a Garda. It'll be very visible. It has a light when it goes on. It records and uh, and it, it records an incident. And then that that recording is available for uh, for prosecution of a crime or to determine how, how people behaved. Yeah, that was Ocean Spit speaking to me a little bit earlier. You can listen back to the full interview. It's up as a podcast. It's on the News Talk app. Darren Ansborough is with me now. She's head of legal and policy at the Irish Council for Civil Liberties. Darren, do you think the case has been made for the rollout of body cams? Um, good afternoon. Uh, no, the Irish Council of Civil Liberties thinks the case hasn't been made um, for very clear reasons. And that's, um, if we look at other jurisdictions, we haven't seen conclusive or consistent evidence that body-worn cameras actually can assist in policing in any way. So we've been calling for a long time for a pilot project in Ireland, um, and we don't seem to have um, uh, got that uh, heard, heard today that that pilot project is going to happen. Instead, what we've heard today is that um, uh, procurement for body-worn cameras is going to be rolled out before there's any legal basis for it, because we have this bill going through the Oireachtas, the Recording Devices Bill, which has not yet passed. So we can't understand why procurement would start on something without a legal basis. We also had the Garda Commissioner saying a couple of months ago that there would be a pilot project in Ireland to see if body-worn cameras do actually have any impact in the Irish context, given that there's so many question marks over whether they actually do have any positive impact um, in other jurisdictions. And now we're, we, we, that promise seems to have gone out the window. Um, and the reason that we keep saying we need to know whether they'll work in the Irish context it's because body-worn cameras uh, are going to have a massive impact on the right to privacy of, of everyone on Irish streets if, if members of Angarda Siakon are able to turn them on and off at their own will. Um, there's huge data protection issues around body-worn cameras. There's the immense cost to the taxpayer. And we're also concerned that they're going to have a negative impact on communities because there are certain communities in Ireland who are over-policed and these are the people who are going to be filmed and have their data protection rights mm. and and a range of human rights impacted by these cameras. Brendan O'Connor is with us as well. He is president of the Garda Representative Association, the GRA. Uh, Brendan, what is your response to the concerns raised by Darren? Well, I think the uh, concerns raised by Darren are, are legitimate to express, but I think they're not uh, ones that can be overcome. In relation to the effectiveness of body cameras, I suppose that is a subjective opinion. We will have carried out our own research and speaking to our colleagues in other police services who have found them to be very beneficial in the areas that are concerned to us, and that's namely the protection of our own officers. So we have seen that, um, first of all, we would hope that they have reduced the number of assaults. I suppose the data wouldn't be that strong on that, but where assaults have taken place, and we've seen those vicious assaults, unfortunately in this jurisdiction recorded on other people's mobile phones, they, pro- they provide excellent evidence to assist in um prosecuting those offences. And in relation to the over-policed communities, in fact, what what, what body-worn cameras do is they bring a transparency to that process and the communities who may perceive themselves as being over-policed, interactions with the guards will be recorded and the, the, the proportionality and the, and the lawfulness of the actions of guardy is there to be scrutinised. And if it was a case that they weren't utilised, then that, that, would, that would identify as a pattern of behaviour that may come to concern. So we believe it's a win-win for the Gardaí who wear them, for the communities that are policed. 
and um, we think that they will enhance and protect our members and go some way to, to stem in the, the, the exponential rise in assaults on our members. Uh, one listener is after getting in touch to say this is a Trojan horse for a surveillance society and the end of freedom of movement and of speech. Darren, I'm not sure if you'd quite go that far, but do you have sympathy with that point of view? And we have to take this also in the context of this bill, which is called the Digital Recording Devices Bill, originally aimed to actually put guard the surveillance on a legal basis, which in of itself is a good thing. But what we're actually seeing in the bill is a very, very significant expansion of surveillance powers for Gardaí, not only through body-worn cameras, but through cameras that can now be put on animals um, and also uh, uh, expanded CCTV use by Gardaí, as well as um, automatic number plate registration that can be tracked. So what we're seeing in this bill is actually a significant expansion of surveillance. And we have warned repeatedly that we need to not sleepwalk into a surveillance society and ensure that there are sufficient safeguards in place. And one of the things that we keep saying, and and we don't seem to have have a a Mm. sufficient response from government on this, is that when you are expanding surveillance like this, you can only do so if you are proving that it's necessary and you're proving that this kind of technology is actually effective in what it says it's going to do. Um, and we, and that's why we keep calling for a pilot project. We need to see whether or not this kind of technology is actually doing anything. Is it going to reduce um, assault against Gardaí? Is it going to actually help with prosecution? We don't know in the Irish context. Um, so yeah, we have significant concerns about ex- the experience and the surveillance powers of Gardaí through body-worn cameras and through the other measures in this, in this proposed in this bill. Uh, uh, Brendan, should we have had a pilot project? Um, well, I think, I think a pilot project may have had some benefit, but I mean, we only have to look at the other jurisdictions and neighbouring jurisdictions with uh, similar levels of democracy and, and emphasis on freedom uh, and civil liberties and uh, human rights to, to know that these can be, be utilised uh, within a framework that protects all those concepts. Mm. And the international experience from other police services has been that the services that have the most rigorous policies and stringent policies actually have, have been the most effective. So we would see a role for uh, Darren and our, our organisation and also in relation to the Data Protection Commissioner. And, you know, to talk about an over-surveilled um, society, the reality is that every corner, every lamppost, every individual is carrying a camera which is completely unregulated and citizens have no control over what is used in relation to their imagery and how it is harvested where it goes. These cameras will be will be worn and used by Gardaí, sworn Gardaí who are accountable under so many levels of oversight. There will be very strict uh, policy in place which will regulate exactly what happens, when it can, when it can be used and how it can be used. Mm. So Citizens, I, I would believe that citizens have much less to fear from their data being in possession of a responsible state agency that's answerable to, to oversight and to the House of Rock yeah. than unregulated private companies and private individuals who are now in the process of recording people at, at, at every turnabout as they walk every street in Ireland. Uh, um, Darren, I mean, that that's this kind of strange um, situation we find ourselves in, isn't it? I mean, I, I would suspect there's people listening to this who would have sympathy and, and agree with your argument and they probably have a ring doorbell on their house that's recording everything they do and God knows what happens with that data. Yeah, well, I mean, we there are be... significant... Sorry, Darren, Sorry. I'll come back to you in a moment, yeah, yeah, sorry. There are um, significant data protection concerns, of course, um, with this expansion of the use of, of, of private surveillance as well. And we would be arguing that that too needs to be properly regulated. Um, and we've also... 
the quality of the line is given up on us a little bit. We'll, we'll get Darren on a better line and, and, and I'll go back to uh, Brendan. Brendan, um, you know, the, the, all right thinking people are, are, are appalled at the idea of, of Gardaí being assaulted uh, when they're going in and about their duties. But is there a slight flaw in the argument that body cams will, will help to reduce it when an awful lot of the time, I mean, these couriers are filming the assault themselves. Absolutely, and but what we're saying is that you know when someone has has, has a wanton desire to assault Guardian, are determined it won't stop it, but it will provide the best possible evidence and capture the, the horror and the viciousness. Because at the moment, if you're trying to give verbal evidence, articulate or paint a picture, sometimes it's not as effective as actually footage from the scene, and that goes beyond when Guardian are the victims of crime. One of the other areas that um, body-worn technology has been extremely effective is in the case of dealing with vulnerable victims of crime, particularly those involved or the victims of uh, domestic violence. So sometimes what happens is a, 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 a police officer or a guard who attends the scene of domestic violence captures the aftermath, the horror, the state that the victim is in in the, in the immediacy aftermath. And sometimes we have um, both in, in domestic violence and in other circumstances where witnesses maybe withdraw their complaints or come under some sort of coercion or influence of someone else, so we will have evidence of immediacy after, this, mm. after the fact. So sometimes that paints a, a more accurate picture of an offender than the highly polished individual standing in front of a judge in a suit with a, with a, with a, with a, with a very good legal team painting a particular perspective of the incident. So it serves the victims of crime and the most vulnerable victims of crime as well as our man. Uh, we, we have Darren uh, back on the line. Uh, Darren, apologies there uh, for for the issue. Uh, the point you were addressing is is this issue of, of a surveillance society and whether, I mean, you, you, you issue a warning about sleepwalking into uh, same when it comes to the state and its level of surveillance. Are, are we possibly sleepwalking into a surveillance society uh, uh, that is private sector dominated and I gave the context of the ring doorbell right on cue my, my watch vibrates there is motion at your front door oh wow yeah I mean look I suppose we would be um, concerned of course about the, um, the the gathering of private data by private companies and by private actors and that's something that we're working on in another context in particular in relation to the, sh- the, the use of that data to, to target people unlawfully, you know, online and also to um, potentially, uh, you know, um, uh, I suppose, uh, you, you use that data to, to manipulate people online and that kind of thing. And that's something we're working on, on separately. So certainly we, w- we would have those concerns. But I would bring it back to this idea of expanding surveillance for foreign for Garda Siakona. I mean, Brendan said um, uh, the, the Garda are, are, are very highly regulated. But, but let's be honest, the Data Protection Commission has been highly critical of the way that the Garda have actually um, complied with data protection law um, we also have to remember that these, you know, as a state agent, um, that that information gathered by um, a, a, a what's effectively a state camera um, can be used in all sorts of different ways that a private actor can't. And um, that's one of our concerns as well, is that kind of idea that the Gardaí already have so much power. You know, this a, a member of Angarda Siakona can stop you and search you and arrest you and detain you and imprison you. Um, uh, and, and these cameras might sort of uh, uh, certainly kind of um, affect that power dynamic even more. And that kind of goes back to our community uh, policing concerns. Um, if I may, I'd like to just pick up on one of the points that Brendan, I heard Brendan say there about, about victims' rights, if, if I may. Um, I know that this is something that, that uh, I've heard the Gardaí say before, that body-worn cameras can be used 
in domestic violence situations. Um, but I would like to share like some information we've had from from civil liberty organizations in other jurisdictions like the US in particular, where actually what they're seeing is there are victims' rights that are not being um, taken into account here. You know, the idea of consent. You know, if someone is being... Uh, you know, tragically, you know, assaulted by by uh, a, part, a partner or whoever in their own home, and suddenly, you know, someone comes in and they're capturing that on camera. Mm. I mean, there, there's something very concerning about that, and certainly those those issues and those concerns are starting to be raised in other jurisdictions. And that's one of the things we keep going back to, like, why is the government not looking at other jurisdictions where they've had these body-worn yeah. cameras for a number of, number of years and learning from, from those kind of mistakes and, and putting in the proper safeguards and ultimately, yeah. you know, testing it well, out think, in the Irish context. Yeah, Brendan did make a point that, that that's exactly what he, he feels ha- has happened. So listen, I suspect it's a debate that, that will continue to rumble on, particularly in the context of facial recognition technology which is going to uh, not be included in this particular piece of legislation it will be standalone legislation but it will be happening that is certainly the sense uh, I got from uh, the Minister of State Oisín Smith when he was with me a little bit earlier uh, Darren Ansborough is the Head of Legal and Policy at the Irish Council for Civil Liberties and Brendan O'Connor is President of the GRA the Garda Representative Association thank you both very much The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.